trying to mess up the program God had planned. But you know, when the devil tries to mess up, mess us up with snow, God provides a snow plow. Uh, yeah, we're going we're to about start there. He provides a snow plow so that we can go around the devil. Um, so I'm going to recap some of what we talked about last night. Is this where I should look or? Okay. I'm going to recap some of what we talked about last night for those of you who could not be with us about hypertension, high blood pressure, but specifically in the black community. Uh, let me go back to a uh, slide. See all this good stuff some of you missed? Let me, okay. And this is a slide that gives us our concept, which will help us to plug in everything that we're going to talk about regarding hypertension in the black community. Remember, we reviewed that 120 over 80 is not just a number. 120 over 80 is a concept, and that concept is the top number is resistance, the bottom number is volume. The top number tells me what is preventing my blood to flow. The bottom number tells me if I have too much fluid in my body to move. So when the arteries constrict, when there's cholesterol in the way, when stress is causing my blood pressure to go up like it did for a lot of us last night, that top number increases. When we consume substances that cause our body to retain fluids, and one of the infamous substances is salt, that causes my bottom number to increase. So the top number is resistance, the bottom number is volume, and then you have a pulse. A pulse will tell you what type of products you're consuming or what type of personality you have. If you tend to consume coffee, caffeine, that tends to increase your top number, which is your resistance. If you tend to drink alcohol, that tends to absorb fluid, which increases your bottom number. We talked about resistance over volume and pulse in terms of products and personality. And so today we're going to move on. If you want to catch some of this, I can email it to you so you can understand the principle. But we're going to move on from resistance over volume, understanding blood pressure, and now finding out why it's so difficult to control in the black community. As we discussed last night, many of you have a doctor, a nutritionist, uh, someone on your healthcare team, and one of the things that they've had problems controlling is your blood pressure. Why? Because your PCP, whoever's on your healthcare team, can control and manipulate your foods, your medications, but they cannot change your environment. And that's where we're going to uh, hover on today about that specific part. So let's go to the side where we left off last night. And now we're going to plug in blood pressure to specific diseases. Those of you here last night, remember we said that when you have a heart condition, 
and head symptoms such as headache, ringing in the ears, and now we're going to talk about one that you may not feel in your eyes. That could be an indication that you have a hypertension problem. So let's go through this and figure out how does my blood pressure affect my vision? Remember, you don't feel the effects of hypertension, but you could begin to have a vision problem. In the eye, if you look up here, we have some arteries. We have one main artery that runs into the eye, just one. If you lose that artery, if the pressure becomes high in that artery, you can end up with permanent eye damage. So, those of you who were here last night, if we're talking about symptoms in the eye, which the eye is connected to the head, even if you got three eyes, or eyes behind your head, <laughs> eyes are found in the head. So if eyes are found in the head, and I have a blood pressure problem, and I have symptoms in my eye, is that going to be more a resistance problem or a volume problem? Resistance problem. And what is the resistance problem in the eye? Blurry vision. Feeling pressure. When people experience a blood clot in their eye, that is not the thing to be alarmed about. But when you start seeing blurry and when you start seeing fuzzy and when you start seeing, it's not just an eye problem, but it could be a blood pressure problem called glaucoma. It starts to cause problems with the eye. And so this one is mainly a resistance problem. How many of you have heard of sleep apnea? Did you know that the main consequence of sleep apnea is, you're going to figure it out, when you don't sleep properly and you snore, anybody ever sleep next to someone who snores? And you thought you were at the St. Louis Zoo every night, but you, don't, you had a year-long pass, and man, this person worse than the bear. When you snore, you are not getting enough oxygen at night. Now let's follow this through. When you snore, you're not getting enough oxygen at night. If you're not getting enough oxygen, your arteries don't relax. If your arteries don't relax, is that a resistance problem or a volume problem? That's a resistance problem. If, you, if your arteries don't relax, is your blood pressure going up or is it going down? Which, one, which number is going up? Is it the top number or the bottom number? So if the top number keeps going up, and you have sleep apnea, won't most of your symptoms be headache, ringing in the ears, head symptoms due to sleep apnea? But here's what most people do. They don't sleep well. They suffer from sleep apnea. Some get the CPAP or the BiPAP or appliance therapy and don't use it. But how do they compensate for it? When they wake up in the morning feeling tired, they drink a strong glass of coffee. Now, now I, I, didn't, I didn't put coffee in sin. Remember that. I'm just saying what people do. But let's think about what, you're, what is happening when you don't fix one problem by using another problem to solve the first problem. When you don't sleep well and you snore and you don't get enough oxygen and those arteries don't relax, that's a resistance problem. So already your systolic blood pressure is going up. So you wake up with a high top number. 
Then you drink a cup of coffee to override the lack of sleep that you didn't get the night before. What does caffeine do to the artery? It constricts it more. So you already woke up with high blood pressure. You're already feeling tired because you didn't get a good night's sleep. And now to fix the first problem, you take a second dose of coffee. The systolic went up and then it went up again. And who can guess what the number one head problem people have who don't fix their sleep apnea but try to correct it with drinking coffee? Stroke. Can I ask you something? Did you spend three years in a residency program studying cardiology? Studying pulmonary physiology to figure that out? What I'm trying to show you is when you understand the basic principles, you understand if you don't fix one problem, you start to cause another problem. But let me, let, let, let's, let's pile this on top more. Let's say you're an angry person. <laughs> oh no, it's not me, it's them. <laughs> you know how you're an angry person? Every single problem you have was caused by somebody else. You're the innocent, guiltless one. If you're an angry person, remember last time we went over how when the moon rises, the moon causes your, 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 uh, red, your uh, arteries to relax. And it causes your volume to decrease. So the moon causes your arteries to relax. But let's say you got sleep apnea. You're snoring. You're going to bed angry. And now to correct all that, you're drinking a cup of coffee to wake you up in the morning. All I see is resistance going up, resistance going up, resistance going up, stroke coming down. Because of sleep apnea. By the way, we, we have a lecture called Rockabye Baby, Why Can't I Sleep? One of these days I'll tell you all of the things, get this now, who woke you up this morning? The Lord. Who put you to sleep at night? The Lord. In my sleep apnea lecture, my lecture in insomnia, I'm going to show you the simple things God told us to do to get better sleep. Comes right from the Bible. And why? He didn't want us suffering from sleep apnea. So sleep apnea, hypertension are interconnected. And now we're going to talk about Blood pressure in the black community. Uh, uh, I want to do a survey. How, how many of you are African Americans? You, you were born in, 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 in America. Okay. Okay. How many of you are, say, West Indian Americans? You were born on an island somewhere. By the way, if you're Puerto Rican or Cuban, you're West Indian. I, I know that shocks some of you. You're not Latin, you're West Indian. <laughs> Any, anybody here from Africa? I see a lot of you with African stuff on, but anybody actually here from Africa? Okay, so we got a couple of Africans. So let me tell you the thing that's not said in public, but said in private, but we're actually more connected than we are disconnected. I'm from South America, so I'm a South American black. So that's a whole nother ball of wax. When I came to America, I was told by other foreign blacks, Watch out for those Americans. Oh, oh, ouch. If you can't say amen, some preacher said say ouch. I was told 
black Americans are lazy. They don't like to work. They don't like to go to school. And if you watch TV, you'll see all the crap. Don't tell me it's not that way because I came to this country at five years old and that's what I was told by all the other blacks that had come from other countries. But I want to show you something. That we are connected and we need to be together as a community because it takes a whole village, whatever part of the tribe you came from, not just to raise the child but to support each other. When, when, when the police officer stops you, now I'm not picking on, but you have some fine police officers, the, the first thing they're not looking at is what's your accent. They don't ask you for your passport. They're seeing the taint on your skin. When you apply for a bank loan, <laughs> you know, this is the one that always impresses me. One of the reasons why I have a tough time getting a job is my name, Colin Ross. It sounds British. It's a, and there's, there's six Colin Rosses in the United States. And they always confuse me with the other five. But the thing that corrects the confusion is the interview. And you can always tell by looking at other people's reaction, you ain't what we expected, I mean, sir. <laughs> But let me show you how hypertension in the black community actually connects us. So let's talk about mental health. Anybody got a brain? <laughs> Just feel up top here. This is where it's found. I know the anatomy's tough, but you've got a thing up here called a brain. You can't see it, but it sees you. And your brain, I'm going to teach you something about your brain. I don't care what your four parents told you about who you are, where you came from, who to avoid. The one thing you cannot fool is your brain. Any of you comb your hair in the morning? Except, you know, my fine brother here. My other fine brother here. Don't you look in an object that shows you a true reflection of yourself? It doesn't matter. Here's the thing about the eyes. Whatever and whomever you believe you are, it's always corrected when you have a vision of yourself. What, what, what? Okay. Um, so, mental health. The, oh, it's not playing all the slides. Okay. All right, here we go. Okay, I, I see what happened. Let me tell you something about your brain. Your brain knows bias. But your brain has to be taught prejudice. Your brain knows and processes bias. Let me give you an example of bias. If I were to say Colin Ross is a tall, dark, handsome black man. How many of you agree with that? <laughs> Let me tell you something. Out of all those words I just said, whatever you believe about me 
here's what my brain tells me. The one thing that's true is that you are black. <laughs> I could come up with all sorts of other labels. You are black and great. You are black and professional. You're black. But the one thing my brain connects to is that I am black. That's called bias. Can I give you something else? And, and, and I could, this is something else that for another time and another day when, when we're talking about ministering. Now, now, I'm free. I can, you know, I can tell you the truth about things. We cannot overlook and not minister to the LGBTQ communities. Bias tells me I'm a man. Any of you know that you're a man in here? That's your brain bias. Sin can tell me something different. But I'm going to leave that alone for another day. But I want you to, to, to focus on this word. Black is bias. Black, that's what I am. But prejudice is what you're taught. And prejudice does not mean you have something against white people. Uh, follow me, follow me. Prejudice means that you have internalized a lie and made it a truth. You have prejudged something that you don't know, but the bias of your brain keeps reminding you that in spite of your prejudice, this is who you really are. Are you following me? So let me give you an example. Oops, let me go back here. Let me give you an example of bias for me. And then I'm going to show you why we're all connected. It don't matter where you come from, et cetera. This thing about hypertension is something that as we as a community should identify and support each other. Let's say on the news, a story shows up. Gunman shot and killed doctor on a bike. Anybody in here a doctor? PhD, JD? Okay, there we go. <laughs> Your brain, when it hears killed, focuses on the word doctor. So it doesn't matter if the doctor was black. It doesn't matter if the doctor was white. The bias of your brain says a doctor got killed. So when you keep hearing a doctor got shot, a doctor was stabbed in the emergency room. A doctor was assaulted by a patient. You, it, your brain doesn't say, well, that was a white doctor. It doesn't affect me. That was a Jewish doctor. That doesn't affect me. This guy's name was Dr. Joe. That doesn't affect me because I'm Dr. Roth. What your brain focuses on is the bias that you are a doctor. And if you hear it and hear it and hear it, you begin to believe you're the next doctor in line to be killed. Do you got the picture? When we talk about us as black people, why was Martin Luther King Jr. assassinated? Because he stood up for civil rights. Why was Malcolm X killed? Because he stood up and whether you're African, West Indian, South American, European black, 
The one thing that resonates with your biases, if you read history, if you look at the news, it's not about guilt, it's not about innocence, it's about the fact that why every time someone who's black tries to do something good, they get killed. What unites us as a community, or should, is to protect our lives. All of these images, these are all black people who were killed. And the reason why I have Martin Luther King with a hoodie is because the bias of your brain gets to the point where whatever happened to Trayvon Whatever happened to King can happen to Trey King. So the reason why, <laughs> the reason why hypertension is so difficult to control in the black community, it's because of the conditions and the world that we live in. That's why God said he's got to uproot this thing and all of the systems. We can keep fighting to try to stem the tide of evil, but this thing has to be destroyed and recreated and even in our minds. There's not going to be an Africa <laughs> when the God creates this world. Matter of fact, he said there's going to be no more seas. But here's what we got to do. You have to start connecting with your black brethren and your white brethren and your Latino brethren. But specifically for what we're talking about today, hypertension in the black community has to do with the fact that we've been psychologically tensed. You don't know if Someone walking towards you, that tattoo on their arm means that they're a gangbanger or racist. You don't know when you're stopped by the cop, why does your pulse go up and everybody else, oh, it's so good to see you, officer. Can I get you a donut? <laughs> when it's you, what did I do wrong? Hypertension in the black community has to do with our environment. They could put you on all the blood pressure medications they want. Your parents, your friends, your colleagues could tell you you're not like those Americans. Oh yeah? The Americans don't see you that way. The world doesn't see you that way. Go to Europe and think that, oh yeah, they want, oh yeah, especially Italy. <laughs> oh yeah, they'll roll out a carpet for you. It'll be carpet going back on your plane. So all that we talked about with us as people, here, here's, here's my, 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 what, I, what I really want to get to. If you're a person of color with uncontrolled hypertension, you might need some counseling to get that blood pressure down a couple of notches. 
Because your BP has to do with the fact you know they didn't, you ain't paranoid. You know they didn't give you, you have all the qualifications. You went to better schools. I'm not, I'm not making this political. I just, I'm just being objective here. I don't understand how you could have one man who graduated magna cum laude, had a law degree, never cheated on his wife, had two beautiful, articulate children, but he was the devil. And Barabbas, who declared bankruptcy multiple times, cheated on his wives, and yet, I'm just talking about character here. When the Jews are presented with, would you rather have a Jesus or would you rather have a crook? The evangelical, I mean the the Jews said, give us Barabbas. And here's what it did to our blood pressure when that happened. They did all that to him. They said all that about him. He wore a tent. No, no, I'm, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not being political. I'm just, I'm just being objective. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just trying to say, you know, the, 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 I understand in this world system, there's only so much that we could do. But I'm trying for you to understand how all that happens to every other black, whether man or woman, eventually will trickle down and affect you. If they treated that man with all those credentials, with a pristine family, you can't get a woman by your side no more perfect than one that has the same level of education, the same philosophy in life. But if they treated that man, they mistreated, they talked about that man, they abused that man, they still bring up negative things about that man if he was that good. What in the world must they think about me? What are they saying in that cafeteria about me? What was it on my resume? that It wasn't the resume, it was the interview. What does a brother or a sister have to do to just be accepted? And when it's that way, that blood pressure goes up. And you think I'm making this up? Let me show you something. When you look on this graph, the people who are suffering from the highest incidence of stroke, that's you. And that's me. Can I tell you something about this graph? These are people who are normal body weight, These are people who are African. These are people who are West Indian. These are people from wherever. But they're dying and suffering from stroke. And we don't know why in the medical community our black brethren are dying and suffering from stroke. It's because every day our resistance is being elevated. 
That's why so many healthy black people stroke out. Not only that, I know I'm kind of in the South. Here's the second thing. And we're going to talk a little about this this afternoon. Here's how they get us. They put a, 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 a good label, because we're visual people, on a bad product. Soul food. Hey, that sounds great. Food for my soul. <laughs> soul food is laced with salt, and it laced with uh, uh, trans fats. Soul food was the food that wasn't good enough for the master's dog, but was fed to us. And soul food over the generations has become a delicacy, and specifically in the South. So the second, look, look at what's going on. One of the reasons why our life expectancy is short or shorter is because we have the psychological systolic elevation of our blood pressure then we're consuming what is supposed to be soul food, which has a lot of salt and retaining fluid. So we have the double whammy of being at high risk for stroke and high risk of heart failure. This is why we have a health message that can teach people there's other things that you can eat, other things you can do to counteract this balance. And, and, and you know what? Uh, you know, I'm going to say this, that I don't understand why the SDA church is not more politically active in the sense that other churches... We know this world is going to end and it's going to wind up, but here's my point. Souls to the poles. We're not doing that. That's somebody else. Which civil rights leader was shot was an Adventist. How could we be the remnant church and have no impact on the local issues of the community? We're supposed to have all this power and all of this theology and all the, and the mecca of, 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 of theology and all this. And, and, and why do we send missionaries when the, to, to other places when the mission field is right here. So part of this is for we as a people to take the message to our people. You could be a missionary to some of the worst parts of St. Louis because they ain't letting anybody else in except you. So it's not just about resistance and volume. It's about saving our people from like... Uh, um, Mahalia Jackson used to say, I would hate to live in hell and then die and end up there too. Soul food. I'm, I'm, okay, I see we're getting to, to 12. So, in summary, and then I want to talk about our aging, our elderly people. Um, in summary, hypertension in the black community is difficult to control because there's a psychological, psychosocial aspect of it. And the more that we think that we're not a family, that's actually one of the factors that increases your blood pressure. 
not everybody else. But so, and, and the second thing is the foods. That's where our health message comes in. Now, I got to say something about to our old folks. <laughs> Whoever keeps telling you, you know what, you know what the, the number one tragedy old people face is falls. And they typically fall after they get a new blood pressure medication. <laughs> so if they're typically falling, think about this, because their blood pressure is dropping, is that a resistance problem or a volume problem? If their blood pressure is dropping. Volume. Most old people are put on a diuretic and they fall. So let me give you this advice. If you're above 50 years of age, listen to me well. If you have a top number of 150 and no symptoms, that's normal. Go enjoy your life. Stop going to the ER. They're going to mistreat you anyway. <laughs> you, know, you know what I found in the ER? Once again, you got to remember, when, you know, I do more research medicine than, than clinical now. Uh, one of the things that, 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 that impressed me is that the ER walls are thin. And, and the doctors would go through names. Joe, oh, he's got, let's see him. Uh, Harry, oh, he's got this, let's see him. Kentisha, no, 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 we can see her later. They just assume by the names <laughs> who was the brother or the sister. Because <laughs> we could come up with some names. Croquette, Coquan, <laughs> J-Rod. <laughs> That's J and Rod, anyway. <laughs> Joe Biden. <laughs> so... If you're an older person of color and your top number is 150, that's normal. Don't let somebody put you on a diuretic and then you fall and now you end up in the hospital. Uh, okay, we're almost done. And then don't be a grumpy old man. Uh, one of the sad things about our older black men is that one of the reasons why they are passing away from hypertension is because they never learn to relax, and some of it has to come from the experience. So let me end with this last one. If you were here last night, we started off with saying that blood pressure is actually the uh, same measurement as a thermometer. It tells you if you have a fever or not. Here's the interesting thing about the thermometer and blood pressure. You actually know if you have a fever based upon your pulse and not always based upon the thermometer. Let, let's put it together. Fever means your body's trying to get a lot of red blood cells and white blood cells to battle a virus or a bacteria. So the body starts to speed up the pulse to get the fighters where they need to be. When the body starts to speed up the pulse, it also causes a little bit of constriction so that they can get there even faster. So when you have a fever, it is normal and natural for you to have some hypertension. It is the one incidence, or one of many incidents, but one of the major incidents when your blood pressure should be high. When you're trying to fight off an illness, when you're trying to fight off a bacteria or a virus, a fever tends to be normal. But there's a little caveat in here. For ladies who suffer from hot flashes, you know,
know good old Doc wasn't going to leave and not give you great advice about hypertension and personality. <laughs> I have never suffered from hot flashes, but I will tell you this much. If you're a lady that suffers from hot flashes and you're mean, <laughs> you can't relax. Not only do you have the hot flash, but the blood pressure is reflective of your body trying to fight off a fever and your temperament. <laughs> so what happens is, not only do you have the hot flash, but you got the hypertension on top of the hot flash. So you have two problems. Here's how you fix that. Learn to relax. Go with the sisters and get your nails done. It's not a sin. <laughs> get your toes done. Get a nice massage. Relax. Take it easy. Go on a shopping trip. You ain't taking all that money on your credit card anyway. Can I tell y'all something? <laughs> and I'll end with this. You know, my, my mom, I remember when she, uh, we, we realized that she had, you know, little time to, to be on this earth. I said, Mom, <laughs> let's take all your credit cards <laughs> and you live it up. <laughs> you go shopping, girl. <laughs> what's, this, what's this store, son? Oh, it's called Nordstrom's. Oh, I never knew about Nordstrom's. <laughs> what's this store, son? Man, she was having a good time. Lived it up. And don't owe discovery a dime. <laughs> enjoy yourself while you're still here to enjoy it and keep your blood pressure down. So hypertension in the black community, I'm Dr. Colin Ross. Thank you for paying attention. I'm sorry most of you missed last night's presentation. But remember, in the black community, if you have hypertension, all seriousness, and it's not controlled, get the counseling you need so that you can add that other non-medicated way of reducing your blood pressure. Because you want to know what? We need you around for a long time. Amen. God bless you.